so much can be said when we find like the moments of stillness like it doesn't have to be go 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 and so like the light and the dark like the sharp and the soft and I try to plug that into my movement quality the dancers I enjoy watching the most it looks like the music is coming from them Beyond the Mirror Reflections of Lives Beyond the Glass Nicole. <laughs> Your name is Nicole. My name is Nicole, and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, technically Lakeville, which is like a suburb 30 minutes south of the Twin Cities, but it's easier to just tell everyone Minneapolis. I started dancing when I was four years old. Four years old. Yeah, and I'm 27 now, about to turn 28, so I've been doing this a minute. <laughs> yes. What, 24 years? I'm not going to do the yes. math. But <laughs> 24. Um, how did you find dance? Um, my mom had signed my older sister, Renee, up for, like, a dance class, and she would bring me along, and I would stand on a chair and look through the window at her and bawl my eyes out, because oh, really? I was like, I want to be in there. But there was an age requirement, <laughs> and I was too little, and so I remember my mom signing me up for, like, a different, she, she told me it was a dance class, but it was, like, in a gymnasium, and I was like... Mom, this isn't real. Where are the mirrors? Like, I knew <laughs> what was wrong and right. And I was like, this isn't That right. That is hilarious. Yeah. So the second I was old enough, they put me in they there. And it was this, like, combined tap ballet intro thing. And I could care less about the like, tap. I couldn't have cared less. Yeah. <laughs> about the tap side of it. I was like, ballet. And then they even had me, like, skip because there was, like, level two creative dance. And they put me right into ballet one. And I was uh -huh. like, this is it. This That's is for me. pretty interesting that you, like, knew. Weirdly drawn to it. Did your sister still dance? No, not at all. Not at all? No. What did she do? My older sister works uh, for Federated Insurance. She and her soon-to-be husband live in Owatonna. But my she's, like, a really good writer. Oh. Yeah. Really good writer. All, like, really good artist as well. Yeah. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that because I feel like your full family has the artistry. Kind of, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about that because you were kind of telling me, like, a long time ago how your family, like, your sister is a photographer too. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. My mom was pretty artistic as well and she worked in an art store and everything and she even got into jewelry making, like, oh. beading. And then my older sister, like, she could be a tattoo artist. And she's covered in tattoos oh. as well. But she has a really distinct, like, geometric style to it. Kind of like um, like henna design. Okay, okay. Um, but she's really good with, like, pen and markers, um, which is totally the opposite of what I do. Yeah, and then my little sister, <laughs> we, we always joke about her because... We didn't know. We were like, oh, everyone's really artistic. Like, except Caitlin. <laughs> um, and then later, she, Caitlin, like, picked up a camera and was really good really with good. it. And um, she does wedding photography. Okay. Like, last summer, the summer before, she was, like, every weekend, like, photographing oh, weddings. Wow. And she's also, a, like, a people person. And you have to be to photograph stuff like that. You need to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, even my, I think it was my grandma's dad was a painter okay. I believe maybe it was her uncle I can't remember but yeah it's in the family it is in the family yeah 
it's also kind of funny that you, all of you guys kind of like paint. Yeah, like, well, except Caitlin. <laughs> I love how you're like, eh. yeah. Well, in some sort, she kind of can paint with the camera, you know? Totally. Yeah. How did you find that painting? Oh my gosh. I. It, I was pretty much born with like a crayon in my hand. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was always like, it didn't really matter what the medium was growing up. I. It was just really cool for me to like use my hands and like create something. Because um, I feel like I dabbled with, you know, like colored pencil, marker, acrylic. And I didn't actually get into watercolors until it's actually like kind of sad. I had a friend pass away and he was really good with watercolor, like just unbelievable. And it was all something I shied away from because it's a, it's a hard balance to get the right amount of paint with the water. And it's just there's a lot of room <laughs> to go wrong. Mm -hmm. And So I kind of picked that up with him in mind and then like nothing had felt more natural to, mm. to run with. Uh, and I think that was like a little bit after high school, a okay. couple years. Um, well, you were still doing ballet. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, all of it overlapping. Yeah. Uh, so the painting yeah, really ran with that. And then I started people would ask me to do like custom like cards for them like mm -hmm. i think i've done like wedding invitations birthday invitations and then the most popular request i get is like pet portraits pet port everybody wants a portrait of their pet whether it's for a gift or for themselves huh. and it's like kind of what i hate doing the most I bet. painting fur is really it's so hard. hard i was gonna say how you oh do it's, it. it's so much trial and error and every time i started i was like i this isn't gonna look like their dog at all and then like <laughs> towards the end like it does and they're happy and i'm like okay because like i can keep going if you're if you're not if happy. you don't feel like yeah. this is your dog yeah i mean it's so hard i mean something i love this um inca master i don't know if you have ever seen the yes, show yes i have <laughs> where they have to do all of those little challenges. I feel like that's the most interesting Yeah. because they have to do something so weird. Like, okay, now you paint a tattoo that you're going to do in watercolor or something. It's like, what? Yeah. You, you wouldn't believe that these guys who is going to ink you are such a good artist. But yeah. that actually makes it more important. It's incredible. Also, uh, you guys can see the video behind me. <laughs> I have the cover art of the podcast. The original. And it was created by yours truly, me. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> What, it, what what were you thinking when I first asked you about it? I was thinking you said you wanted like the hand in it. And immediately mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really draw or paint people. Oh. Like I avoid that. Why? Quite a bit. I don't know. Because people know what people, people look, look like. like. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. kind of right or wrong. Unless you're going, you know, more abstract with it. And so I was like, okay. But, like, if I can paint a poodle, I can draw a hand, you know? <laughs> um, but it, it was hard. But then it was funny. After I did this, then I got really into it. Like, I something about, like, the delicacy of, like, fingers. Like, mm -hmm. the, the, your fingers are so delicate and proportioned so carefully that when I was done with this, I actually, like, stuck with it. And okay. I got kind of into it more... Um, But yeah, when you asked me, I was, I was honored because I feel like I barely knew you yeah. at the time, but like, you knew art was something that I was into. Oh, I saw you drawing or something. <laughs> I think I saw something that you did. And I, I think was it was like, like, we were doing notes and I was like, this oh, isn't for this me. Is, and I was like drawing. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> like, let's do this. The other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about is 
how do you incorporate your painting into dancing? Because I feel like mm. just by seeing the way you were thinking about how the hand has to be shaped or how mm. the hand has to be positioned, it's something that I really see in you while you dance. Interesting. Like, it's, it's, how can I say this? You don't position your hand just to position it there. I feel like you have a purpose to that. And I wanted to see, like, maybe the painting has something to do with how you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they are closely related in terms of what... Um, sounds so cheesy but it's like what I can't say out loud (laughs) you know um and so you know both painting and dancing are so expressive and I think you know I can only do so much with my body and whatever is in my brain I just like want to get it out you know on paper and so I think they're closely related in a way Um, like the fluidity of it a little bit like because watercolors are so fluid yeah fluid yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know I feel like my movement style especially is like similar I think when when I started getting into watercolors I was really into painting jellyfish and that's hard because there's transparency the fullest structure yeah it's it's like almost so fluid it's hard to like know when it's done mm-hmm. um but i think like my movement quality compares a lot like with a jellyfish i like it no no i can totally yeah. see that where were you dancing before like because i feel like your movement is very as you say like a jellyfish but also not fully like ballet ballet structure mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense because yeah. it's I don't know. Like, what do you love more? Ballet of like the fluidity of the movement. I don't know if I'm saying like that right. Like ballet or the fluidity? Because, you know, like, like, I don't know how to say it. Because in ballet, like, you, you know, like you have to be very structured. And again, you can have those moments of like softness mm-hmm. and things. But I feel like modern yeah. and all this type of dance, like, are more in conjunction with sure. what you do. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. I think... Beyond like categorizing it, I think I am always trying to be so mindful of plugging artistry mm-hmm. into just like the structure of ballet. I think I like that better than and, what I say. <laughs> because I, I, I do know what you're saying. Like I am a more of a contemporary ballet dancer. Like that feels like it comes mm-hmm. more natural to me, but like even when I'm doing like strictly ballet, I think it still shows totally. because I'm always trying to totally. put something into it. Yeah. yeah, I think my question was wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to find is how did you find your movement? Like, you know, no, 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 they, okay, tell me the secret of how you find who you are. Mm-hmm. No, just like, I want to see. When do you start feeling like this was what you relate to? I feel like I, I could be better at answering like how I find my movement, that that question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I think I'm always, the musicality I think is a huge mm-hmm. part of it. Like you could be the greatest dancer ever, but if you aren't paying attention to what the music is saying, like it's just not there. Um, so being intuitive to what I am hearing because I think 
the dancers I enjoy watching the most, it looks like the music is coming from them. Okay. Um, so I, I try to be musical. I also, like, even in class, um, like, going across the floor, I try to choose moments where I'm, like, I really want to sustain, like, this part. Or, like, I, I'm not just given the exercise to just do it. I try to find the moments where I know I could push or pull more. Um, and I think that kind of encapsulate my dancing in a nutshell a little bit. I'm always looking for, like, the light and the dark, like, the sharp and the soft. And I try to plug that into my movement quality. I really like it. I really can see that. It also relates a lot to the painting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is kind of all tied together. No, I really like it. I feel like it combines both of them. I mean, I can see that in both in your work as a painter and in your mm -hmm. work as a dancer. Interesting. You're making me realize some stuff. No, no, it's good. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is what I, It makes me realize so many things, and this is what I love to do this. Like, in some of the guests, you are like, wow, I never thought of it mm -hmm. that way. And you're like, I'm going to incorporate it into me. Yeah. You know, like, that's what we want, and that's what I want to everybody to get away yeah. from it. Because we are all so different, but at the same time, do simple things can change your life. Mm -hmm. So I really like it. No, for, thank you for coming. Yeah. The... <laughs> Other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was choreography. Mm -hmm. How do you see choreography? Like, for example, when somebody gives you this set of eight, do you also think about like that second? Like, can I pull this out here? Can I change it here? Absolutely. Yes. Is that first thing that comes into your mind? I think kind of tracing back to what I kind of said originally is like, what is the music telling me? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the mood here? Um, because I, I feel like I could run with your question in a multitude of ways because if there's no like structure to like this is who you are and this is who you're trying to be then I then I think like music is really driving it okay. but if it's in a scenario where I am meant to be the stepsister per, yeah like portraying someone um, what movements reflect what I'm trying to say like you can't just plug any step in and and be that character like you can but is it effective mm -hmm. um so trying to mesh all of those things together to really embody like what you're trying to be as you for you when you are creating a choreography mm -hmm. what it draws to you like how do you find inspiration um what would be the first step well That's, in, that's an interesting question, and I feel like I have different answers based off of, like, um, like I guess for, for like example, for Hungarian in, in Robin Hood, like, it was going to be everybody, and so immediately I knew there had to be unity, like, we couldn't just go off on our own and, like, all do our own thing, because I feel like there's a time and a place for that, mm -hmm. um, and, like, the way the music was driven like it just kept telling me that we needed to dance like together you know um with like different kind of canons but like nothing insane with like formation or anything because sometimes like less is more <laughs> yeah. and um really trying to balance out what is too much and what is too little the, the music I think is really important yeah and also just keeping in mind like what has the audience already seen 
because they don't need to keep seeing the same thing over and over. Um, and also, like I, like I want us to take up space. Like we have all like a whole stage, and even if we're all out there, I think it's so important to like move past what you think your limitations are. And you know, I do think that some people probably thought, well, like oh, well, only like. Nicole looks good doing this because this is her movement style. And like, I disagree. Like I, like as dancers, like we should be adaptable. I agree. Um, and so I, I was trying to like, think like, what has a B fan audience like not seen? Mm -hmm. And like, we're all very capable of doing. Um, so I think that drove me into it. I, I, I like the meshed line of like contemporary and classical because I wouldn't say we do you know like Swan Lake classical yeah, no. at all so it, it was interesting for me to watch everybody else like find their way with it because I know what I was asking wasn't like the regular the, the normal thing that we will expect yeah mm -hmm. no I like that how did you find your well into choreography Like, when did you knew that you like choreographing? You know, this is actually, like, all pretty new to me. Oh, I have, really? You know, I've set pieces on, like, students back in Minnesota. I've never set something on a room full of professional dancers. So this was, like, big for me and, oh. like, unexpected as well. Um, but I think in the couple years that I was freelancing in the Twin Cities, I was working with... Um, There were some summer projects um, with the companies Hatch Dance and Honeyworks, and there is like very contemporary. Um, and so they would like set phrases on us, and then they would say like, you know, like make your own phrase with like some of these movements, or like give us a prompt or something. And that was the first time in a really long time that something was asked of like me creatively to share. Um, And so I, I really think a lot of it started then, like a couple of years ago, I think in 2021. Um, okay. And then I kind of was like, what have I been doing? Like, <laughs> I have all of this inside me that I haven't really tapped into, mm -hmm. um, at least for a while, because I think when I was like 17 or something, I did the Alonzo King Lions Intensive. Okay. And that was the most out of my box I had felt, you know, I grew up so classical and suddenly, oh. and it was hard for me to pick things up because it was completely out of my comfort zone but then I hung on to that as I like transitioned into my professional career but yeah I would definitely say getting the opportunity to make my own phrase work I wasn't like let me create this whole piece it was like let me make a few counts of eight and, then and okay. run with it and I then like it all that. came out this year oh, I really like <laughs> no I really like again I feel like you're super talented you should keep going into it I, I would like to you yeah. have a great future in thank that. you like Amazing. Thank you. You know, when you were saying a little bit about the Alonso King's Lines, I said in wrong. Oh, the Alonso King Lines, yeah. I had kind of like a similar experience because I come from like just ballet. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. And then in 2011, I did this summer program in Connecticut mm -hmm. where it was all Albin Alien students. Mm -hmm. So for me to tap into like, <laughs> and all these kids are amazing, like movers and everything. I like, love, like water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know like almost walking like a robot mm -hmm. uh, I feel so out of water like super out of your comfort zone it, yeah when we were like placed in levels at that intensive 
they didn't <laughs> they didn't place us with like our advancedness. They placed us with like the other people who were doing the same thing to try and get us to stop doing the same thing. And so I was in the bunhead group. <laughs> like these are the ballerinas. These are the ballerinas. Yeah. And yeah, I was I like, oh, like I didn't think I was like, like you know, but <laughs> yeah. I am. I was. I totally feel that. Do you find inspirations while you're painting for the choreography? Or have you been thinking about that? Like, have you been like this painting that I'm doing, I don't know, this jellyfish is making me feel of like, I would love to see this movement in a dance. Interesting question. I don't know I've ever thought about it like that. Sometimes, based off what music I'm listening to while I'm painting, that drives what I'm painting. Are you painting? Yeah, like the colors I'm like feeling from it or anything like that. But I, I don't think I've really tried to cross the paths of me feeling choreographic inspiration from something I'm also painting. Oh. Well, that's interesting. I'll okay. think about that. Okay, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Just I, I told you know. Sometimes a lot of time when, for example, I'm taking a photograph, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this actually would be cool if I did it with a dancer or mm-hmm. something like that. You mm-hmm. know. So I'm like thinking always on like that dance side of it, even yeah. though it's something completely yeah. opposite. I, I mean, I feel like so. I can relate in a way like that if like I'm trying to like mix mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love collage art, uh, oh, really? like mod podging, like cut and paste, cut and, and paste, like put everything together. Yeah, I that was a whole chapter for me a few years ago. <laughs> um, and oh my gosh, I'm sorry, this no. keeps buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see it in in a dance? Like um, put it like a collage type of thing, you know, like random pieces out of nowhere to create a story. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It would have to be the music. The music would really have to be like so specifically chaotic for me to see that. Probably, okay. you make me think. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I mean, I would love to see. Yeah. Like, why not? When you are dancing, I want to go back a little bit about like how you approach a movement. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you describe the way you move? Describe besides saying the jellyfish. Describe the way I move. I've always been like an adagio dancer and I have been like blessed with flexibility um, and like turnout and like when all of those like mesh together. I, I, I'm like Petite Allegro is not the first thing for me to be like, yeah, I love it is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> and maybe that has to do with like me being like a taller dancer, like moving fast can be hard for me. Um, like I, I'm, ex- me I'm expected to do it because, you know, I have to and I wouldn't be like, I can't because I can, but it's harder for me. And so I feel like my movement style does shift into like the slowy, gooey, leggy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's selfish uh, to say like, because I know I am good at it. So I feel like that does come into my choreography sometimes or like my my movement um but yeah playing i just i really like playing with like the fast and the slow and also finding the moments of stillness has really i I think about that a lot you know Mm because like as dancers we're movers but 
so much can be said when we find like the moments of stillness like totally. it doesn't have to be go 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 and so I think I, I I'm the kind of dancer who really enjoys class because I get to play with all of this. Really? Yeah. I hate class. Really? I hate it. I could take class for the rest of my life and never be on stage again, and I'd be fine. I'll be <laughs> fine without taking class for the rest of my life. Uh, I mean, like, okay, let me reframe. <laughs> I hate taking class when it's like before a show. I'm like, yeah, let's get to the part where we're in costume because, like, this is. <laughs> such a mental game <laughs> but yeah like during the season it's so fun <laughs> i hate class if i if i would be okay without taking class mm. i wouldn't take class but see i like it i think because i treat it like a project yeah maybe and that's where i th i think i enjoy it because like class is where you get to mess up and like try things so i love when we repeat things a couple times really? because to me it's the opposite i feel like where i try things is where i'm actually dancing like when i'm doing it uh, okay like when i'm in, in the rehearsals mm -hmm. i feel like that's my moment to like mess well, it up or change the totally things, so like, i totally know what you're saying because i also love the rehearsal process more than the performing process as well it's not like uh, i dislike it but that's interesting you know i think And I think we can all relate. When you don't have a bunch of people staring at you, you Expecting, do so much yeah. better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like we can be on it day after day after day. And then suddenly you're in a different environment with people in front of you. And then it's, it's not happening. It doesn't go as well. Yeah. yeah it's just nerves, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's so hard to, you know, as a dancer, because sometimes when nobody's watching you, you're like, I did this so good. I wish somebody watched me. I know. And then when you do it, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not a turner, but when I get a good turn, the first thing I do is, who Did saw that? Who yeah. saw that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening funny. again. <laughs> you know, you, before you were saying something a little bit like, you were in the taller side. How have you dealt with that? Because you know, there is a lot of girls that are very tall and there is not enough men that are tall enough. Yeah, it has <laughs> been really annoying <laughs> for so like pretty much my entire life i remember being told you don't get to be clara this year in the nutcracker because you're just like too tall really? and i was like okay you know it's it's just like heartbreaking and but, i mean that was being tall is not heartbreaking that's not what i'm yeah. saying yeah, yeah, yeah i think you mean <laughs> um, like i think yeah. i do think sometimes like opportunities are cut for me because of my height because like you said like a lot of roles are cast based off the men they have mm -hmm. to partner you and so I've had a lot of experience with like not getting to do a lot of that um, because of my height but I also think like we are it's like it's 2023 I don't think it's terrible to be taller than your partner no. on point like I'm strong and if my partner is strong like what's the problem it's gonna be yeah it's gonna work i would understand if they were trying to cast like example again like the nutcracker if they were trying to cast someone who looked like they were supposed to be the age of 12 i would understand why they wouldn't choose me you know but yeah. for things that like don't necessarily have to do with an age i i don't think it should be a huge obstacle yeah, but it has gotten in the way and i have been told like in my life like Things are going to be hard for you Ugh. because you are taller. And I, tr I try not to get in my head about it. I think it, I, I joke about it a mm -hmm. lot because I think it does bother me. Um, but I need to stop doing that because... I mean, it's, it's fair. 
Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I think it's easier when you don't feel like you are good enough to be like, okay, I'm not there. But when you are good enough and you've taken that opportunity away just because of something that you don't control. Exactly. It's a little bit yeah. too hard. It is hard. You know? Yeah. So, and going into these hard things, injuries. Mm-hmm. How does injuries happen in your life? <laughs> How do they not happen? <laughs> I know. We, we have talked a little bit about this before. Yeah. Because you have surgeries, I have surgeries. Yeah. So. so I guess, like, more specifically, what's your question? Like, how have I navigated or, like, what yes, have I Yes, how have you navigated through, through injuries? Um, and what has been, like, the hardest part about it? I think the hardest part about an injury is actually, like, the mental aspect to mm-hmm. it. You know, when you get hurt, the first thing you're concerned about is, like, the physical because it's, like, what can I do? What can I not do? And, like, everyone around you has the same question. Yes. But then you go home and immediately you are just, like, swallowed in, like, shame almost because it's, like, why did this have to happen? But it is super unrealistic with what we do. It's so unrealistic to think that that's just not going to happen. You might yeah. have a really good streak, you know, and go a really long time, but for for most dancers, you know, it's going to it's now and then it happens. And so the way I feel like I've navigated it has really evolved over the years. Um I think my the most significant injury I had was um just like a freak accident fall in um like 2019. I like totally ate it and like tore a ligament and I had to get a, my ostrogonum bone removed, which is like really common, but like the re- the re- repairing the ligament was like Yeah. And that's hard to do as a dancer because you know, we're not a, the average person. You can't mm-hmm. just like slap it back together like you and I was I was really lucky to have a great surgeon. Okay. Um who had worked with dancers, but like coming back from that, like you think it's going to happen faster and it doesn't. And you know, like you've, you've had surgery. Um, and so it's like, you need an insane amount of patience and like grace for yourself. So much. Yeah. And I, I remember being really stressed because this happened like, Right when COVID hit, I, I had surgery like the day the world shut down. Oh, really? It was like I went, in, it was like a TV show. I like went into surgery with like being like, yeah, whatever. And, and I you... came out and it's like, everything's closed. We have to go home. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to go anywhere anyway, but what? That's crazy. Yeah. But it's also a blessing, you know, because you can recover. Yes. Okay. But then here's where I was like always feeling stressed because at that time I had also like chosen to like part ways with the company I was dancing with. So it's like, okay, I just had surgery. I have no job. The world is shut, shut down. down. And now I have to learn how to like walk and do a plie in my living room. And it was terrifying. Yeah. And so while I knew I wasn't missing out on anything, I was so scared that I wasn't going to have the willpower to push through it Come and back. like end up on stage again someday. Yeah. Well, you and did. I know I did. It's really funny that, yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted it, you know. Um, so that was really hard. I, I think the patience aspect for that one was like horrific. <laughs> like I, I would get totally so agree. frustrated that oh. I wasn't ready. But I also I, I didn't have a floor. I didn't have a mirror. You know, what could I have done? I was, I was doing my best and I, you know, I did my best. That's good. <laughs> you know, now that you talk about mirrors and this is called Beyond the Mirror. But yeah. 
I think dancers will be better if they didn't have mirrors. You think so? Yes. Have you ever taken a Gaga class? No. Do you know what a Gaga class yes. is? Yes. Okay. I think I saw the documentary. I think there was a documentary on Netflix, and I think they don't have mirrors in their yeah, studios. Yeah, so that's why I like want to talk about it because, like, yeah, you it's like curtains over the mirrors. Like, you're not allowed to film it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you're not allowed to like check your phone. I feel like filming is okay, but I feel is like it? the mirror is no. I, I need to look into the rules of Gaga. I know for sure. Yeah, mirrors are a big no. It's yeah. It's this kind of like almost like sacred like moment where like you, you just don't need to you know you don't need to do that mm-hmm. i was lucky in the twin cities like uh gaga class was offered like oh, really as warm-up before some of our rehearsals i have never taken a class it gaga. feels good huh. to not look at yourself <laughs> I, I, I try not to like for yeah. me it's like the mirror is not there because mm-hmm. first you don't perform with, with a mirror yeah so like you never so, want to yeah, see yourself totally and yeah, I feel like it distracts you and it puts you in a weird mental place. Mm-hmm. Because if something goes wrong and you see it, you are like, I'm a horrible dancer. Mm-hmm. Or you see like some, I don't know, it can happen. Like you lift your leg and your hip is up or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, I look so horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, and then you are not really understanding how you move your body. It's about feeling it's it. It's about feeling, feeling your body. It. And if yeah. you feel how you're doing it, then you're going to do it correctly and you're going to remember what you did. Yeah. when you are staring and staring, I feel yeah. like, I don't know, that's how I feel. No, I love see. that. I think when I'm taking class, I find myself during bar looking at myself more because I am trying to like check my technique now and then. But like, you're kind of right. Like, do I really need to be like... No, you know if you're doing it right point, or wrong. You know. <laughs> um, and then like, come center though, I, I, yeah, I try really hard to look like out instead of at myself you know you want to feel it you You want to be ready for stage yeah Yeah. it's okay for example this is what i mean like with the video i think the video is okay for example like when you record your variation or something helpful i feel like that's helpful because there is things that a teacher or somebody is not going to see that you feel yes so when you're recording you're like oh i know why that didn't work because Mm -hmm. i was not engaging i don't know my shoulder blade or something you know man watching yourself is it's trippy. Brutal. Yes. <laughs> now, now imagine, for example, when I edit this podcast. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Because I hear my voice and I'm like, this is how I sound. <laughs> I, I, okay. Do you leave like voice notes like no. on your phone? Okay. No, never. Uh, <laughs> my like best friend got me into voice notes. Like, because I was thinking, I was like, even a year ago, I wasn't leaving voice notes. Now I leave them all the time. Sometimes really? I even play it back to hear myself just to like like nicole you're not insane like this is just you <laughs> and so when, oh. when you asked me to do this i was like if i can leave voice notes i can talk into a microphone <laughs> yes no you can totally can but that's why, why do you do the voice notes you just like send them to your friends it's like instead of having like a whole phone call if you like have a whole story to tell that you don't want to text it's so oh. easy to just like talk into your phone and then yes, like yes, yes. <laughs> no i don't do them <laughs> you know what i don't do no. i don't talk to siri I'm not like a... I hate that. I'm like, don't listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. But you know who does? My family loves the boys' notes. Yeah. Oh, we have a full group. The family chat. Oh, but it's just like boys' notes. (laughs) So sometimes you don't even know what they're talking about. You just have to listen. And sometimes like a three-minute thing. It's like, how can you talk for three minutes straight? I'd get along with your family fine. (laughs) No, it's it's like, come on. Like, I don't get this. Uh, I just leave it. 
I barely say anything. I can't send voice notes to my family group chat because Renee, my older sister, has an Android and you can't do that. Renee, get an iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Or or use WhatsApp. (laughs) Yeah. Because in WhatsApp you can do it no matter what. Okay, I haven't used that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we really got it off. (laughs) But that's okay. I wanted to... Let's just finish. Yeah. We can always come back. If people... Oh, this is what I forgot to say. Please don't forget to review and rate us and comment if you have any questions for the dancer or you have something that you really want to say or that you want to know the question about it the answer please leave us a comment how would you inspire somebody this is the question I do to everybody at the end of the podcast say how will you inspire somebody to pursue art not necessarily ballet but if dance is what you want them to pursue but how would you inspire somebody to take that step of faith or leap of faith I would say don't let what the people or don't let anyone limit you. Like if you want something, go get it. (laughs) Like stop comparing yourself to other people. Do what you think is going to be best. Pretty much that. Simple but effective. Simple but effective. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I like no one goes home and like thinks about you the way you think about yourself I feel like you've told me that before (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's fine (laughs) Um, but but I think you know in a day and age where we see everything on social media it's really easy to Mm -hmm. second guess what you are contributing in any way um, whether it's online or not because you see what other people are doing all the time Um, so just run with it. Like, no fear. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Mirror. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes. Until next time.